This episode of Craft Sanity is sponsored by Aloha Oka Ina, a handmade boutique for women and children's clothing that celebrates an endless summer style at a family-friendly price. Mention Craft Sanity at the checkout for a free insulated coffee or tea cup cozy. Visit alohaokaina.etsy.com. That's A-L-O-H-A-O-K-A-A-I-N-A dot Etsy dot com. This episode is also sponsored by Woolpets.com. There you can find a variety of needle felted kits and supplies. And read the blog at woolpets.typepad.com. This week I'm going to bring you a chat with Jen Segrist. She's a multi-talented graphic designer and crafter from Ohio. And I came across her pincushion designs online. Basically they changed my life because now I'm still obsessed with making pincushions out of recycled bottle caps. Jen has kind of quartered the market on this. She has an Etsy shop and Artfire shop and a couple other shops online where she's selling pincushions that are made... They're just miniature pincushions made out of felt-covered bottle caps. Now, Jen is among the, probably, I would say, the more lively guests that I've had on the show. We talk about you know, everything from the difference between art and craft, one of my favorite questions of all time, and the marketplace for online sales of art and craft, and a lot of other good stuff. But um, if you, you know, want to weigh in on the discussion, feel free to leave a comment on the blog. Check back sometime during the week and I'm gonna I'm trying to put together a, get another giveaway so I think without further ado I think I'm gonna get to that interview thank you so much for for indulging me and in being on this episode of craft sanity I really appreciate it and I just have to tell you that your pincushion tutorial changed my life <laughs> um, who knew that bottle caps could be so fun <laughs> yeah 5,000 bottle caps in a box later <laughs> yeah you know it was one thing I know the book pretty little pincushions has been out since didn't that come out in like 2007 yeah October yeah so it's been out for a while and I know you basically kind of rocked this book I mean how, how many pincushions do you have in the book uh, I have eight projects on the cover. Yeah, the cover shot, man. You just kind of like, hey, step aside, I folks. Really, I originally didn't have the cover shot. Originally, it was one of the other projects, and but they felt that I had so many projects in the book, they wanted to be a little bit more representative, and they wanted something brighter and more eye-catching, so they they uh, sw- switched it up not too far before the, uh, the release. And I was like, oh my god, I have the cover! Where did you get the idea to start well, making bottle caps, uh, bottle cap pin cushions? Well, I, I, I'm in a, a medieval reenactment group called the FCA. We do uh, basically medieval arts and crafts. And again, there's guys who do fighting, but I'm in, I'm in with the people who do the artsy crafty stuff. And I've been wanting a little, you know, something, you know, something, do something different crafty wise that didn't cost a lot that I could have little gifts that I could give to people. And I liked the idea of the walnut pin cushions. You've seen those before. Yeah, I have. With the, mm-hmm. with the walnut shelf. But, you know, who has walnut shelves sitting around? Right. It is kind of a pain in the rear when you want to make one and you don't have a walnut. Yeah. It is a yeah, pain. And then, and then, yeah, you buy a bag of them and you might get half of the <laughs> half of them done. Right. You know, get them cracked clean. you got to, like, saw them and all that. And it's like, well, what do I have that I have access to that's sort of like that? And then I had seen other people doing the bottle cap pin cushions, you know, the old, just the old style, and they weren't covered. And they yeah, put, the old style just had the, the bottom. You still saw the bottle cap, correct? Yeah, you saw the it? bottle cap. They put a little piece of ribbon around there, and I'm like, oh no, I don't want that. I don't want it to show. Right, right. And so 
it really didn't take me very long. I mean, the first ones I made, if you look at my Flickr, um, Flickr.com slash Very Big Jen. Uh, <laughs> a little commercial there. <laughs> we'll, li- we'll link to it, it too. We'll... Uh, in, my, in my pincushion gallery there over on the, on the, on the top uh, set, you can look over and you can see sort of near the bottom sort of some of my very earliest ones. And um, it, it really didn't take me very long to sort of come up with. I kind of played around with sort of some flower ones at first, and I was like, eh, I don't know. And, but, you know, the whole covering up the cap completely thing just sort of came pretty quick after that. And then I couldn't stop making them. Well, yeah, and I totally I can attest to that because I made um, I made one and I thought, oh my gosh, I have to make more of these, and I started like totally just squandering, you know, stockpiling bottle caps. Yeah, yeah. I I have a box of five thousand. Oh my goodness! I hope you didn't drink all that cola yourself. Myself, yeah. Oh goodness! So now you're unable to throw uh, to recycle a bottle cap. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have a, I have a, little, I have a, we have a little container out on a, on a shelf that when we get a bottle cap, then we put it in the bottle cap, and it's overflowing right now. I have to dump the thing into the box. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I sell them. I don't sell very many, but you know, I, I, I do sell them in case people want them because not everybody drinks drinks pop. You know, and well, uh, and not everybody. Like I think what happens, what happened to me is I became almost like rabid. I needed to get bottle caps like right now and i was like this is insane you know because i recycle you know you know you take your bottles back and And recycle bottle caps don't work no they're too small yeah yeah they're not not deep enough yeah and i know i think you know i noticed on your blog that you have a problem with the new um is it the coke bottle yeah the coke caps they suck yeah those jerks why would they change it up on us (laughs) (laughs) don't they understand what we need these caps for and when i go to free cycle or something i'll I'll put out a request for bottle hey if you have if you're saving bottle caps hey save them for me you know and I, but I'll say Pepsi-style caps, not Coke. And then they'll write me and go, what do you mean by that? I'm like, okay, here's a picture. Here's why. Yeah, people get really defensive when you talk about the difference between Coke and Pepsi. Oh, um, yeah. But I can kind of float between the two. Unfortunately, I like the taste of both. Not diet, regular. It's terrible. It's my vice. But um, anyway, um, yeah. I, I, I was brought up in a diet household. I grew up drinking Kroger Diet Pop, so oh, I can goodness. drink absolutely anything. That nothing phases me. As a matter of fact, we, usually we drink diet right around here. Yeah. <laughs> and it, well, as, as long as the caps work for you, I mean, what do you oh, care, yeah, right? Oh, the caps are perfect. Yeah. <laughs> right now they're coming in pink and white, and it's like, yeah! Oh, that's awesome. So I have, like, more colors in my rainbow box. That's awesome. But I'd like to kind of back up um, and kind of get your story from the beginning. We'll skip ahead through the toddler years here, but are you, were you actually born in Ohio, or where are you from originally? Yeah, I know it's a crime when you're up in Michigan to be from Ohio, but it's really not that bad down here. Hey, you guys have Amy Butler. It can't be that bad, right? Who? Who's that? She's a fabric designer. Oh, then I, I'm really bad with she names. Doesn't make, she doesn't make felt, so don't worry about it. Oh, um. okay. I, I'm really bad with names. If I saw her stuff or saw her, you know, if you, if you had like... Yeah, you would... Yeah, no no problem there. No yeah, one's going to fault I'm you for that. I'm awful with names. No one's yeah. going to fault you for that. Because, I mean, you know uh, details of BSG that other people won't be able to know what's going on. So we all have our specialties, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so... I don't know what details I know, but... Well, you watched it, right? That's well, Battle, yeah, Battlestar yeah. Galactica for those who are... Um, I did call the ending, but yeah. We had bets going. That whole podcast was was as a result of a bet. And it's, <laughs> tomorrow we do our 30th episode. So. Oh, well, congratulations. That's cool. So you guys talk about Battlestar Galactica and that kind of... Well, well like the sci-fi in general right now. Like last week we did... Uh, um, convention stories. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, and then next, and then nice. I, two weeks ago, we did the Toasty Awards, which was like, you know, the best and worst of of Battlestar 
<laughs> and um, the, the, the first and last annual Toasty Awards. Okay, well, then we're, my husband and I will have to tune in because we're kind of like going through like BSG with withdrawal here. And I made fun of that show when it first came out. I mean, I thought, I'm like, man, they're saying frack. I mean, come on, this sounds ridiculous. And hey, but they then said frack on the original show. <laughs> but you know what though? I by the end of the first episode, I was like not wanting to admit that I was. I was hooked on the show. And so, you know, I thought I was, I was kind of played it off. Like I was doing this favor to my husband by kindly watching the show with him, you know? Um, and, I, but it was then Baltar. It, Baltar got you, wasn't it? Well, no, I would not say it was Baltar. I, you know, I think it, I think for me though, it was just kind of a really. I thought it was pretty interesting and entertaining, and um, you know. And then I got to the point where I'd be like, "Hey, yeah, if you, if you want to watch an episode, that'd be cool," you know, because we we had to catch up on. Uh, the, and then it gets darker and darker. Yeah, and, darker. and then you're just, just when you think it can't get any darker, it gets darker. So is it all guys on this podcast? Are there? Uh, any... Yeah, it's it's uh, Get from the Icon Factory and Dave, uh, my friend Dave, who lives out lives at East. He does a whole bunch of tech stuff. And uh, what's funny is I knew Ged, I, I've known I've known them both about the same amount of time online, and then they both got to know each other somehow. And I don't think it's directly through me, but Dave works for, for the, uh, an official Apple weblog and a couple other things. And so I met Dave because of my Pixel Decor website, and he was like a big fan. And then I started chatting with him, and we got to be really fast buds. And then I knew Ged from Pixel Decor because I, you know, he would always he was a big fan of my stuff. And then <laughs> and the two of them hooked up because you know Icon Factory and the, the official Apple weblog they were sort of following each other, and you know, and uh, and so we all just sort of became this big sort of triad of buds. And the next thing you knew, you had a podcast. So it sounds like this has been. I mean, you're all over the place when it comes to your interests, as far as um, oh yeah, you know, you're not just someone that would you know just crafty or just and i'm the, basically the same way i don't have just oh, like no. one category I, I, I do medieval german beadwork wow <laughs> this is going to sound cocky to say but it's true because it's not i'm like the one uh the foremost researcher of of medieval beadwork and i've been like the victorian albert backroom museums and i've been in the back room of a couple different museums and stuff looking wow. at beadwork from pre-1600 and stuff and and I've uh, been invited to B conferences, and I'm glad I didn't go to it because everybody got their credit card stolen at that one. So I didn't Are you go. kidding me? No, no, no. Over in Turkey, there was this big international B conference in Turkey. And the, the travel agency, which was operated by the government that organized the, the, the conference, everybody who booked tickets got, had their credit card number stolen. Oh my goodness! That's awful. <laughs> I was—I really couldn't afford to go, so I was like, "Oh, I have to beg out. I'm so sorry." That's kind of traced back. So, as a kid, I mean, were you doing all this stuff back then, or I mean, what what were you? Oh, I was always drawing and stuff like that. Yeah, and then uh, this kind of just kind of progressed. Uh... Yeah, I went to design school, and Where'd you, always, where did you go? Um, actually, it's a little little school in Dayton, Ohio, called School of Advertising Art, and. Um, They'd been around for 20 years back. It's actually about the point when I went, when I was, when I got it in 1992. Um, I think they started like the late 70s, maybe almost 20 years. And uh, I had a great school, and if, you know, I, I met somebody who, who went there, and his stuff was really cool. And uh, there weren't many graphic design schools back then. You know, it was like that or Columbus. Yeah. Yeah. Columbus College of Art and Design was a, a five-year design school. Wow. But they weren't using computers yet. What? In nineteen eighty two they weren't using computers yet. Wow, that's And I seem... knew that was where it was going. And yeah. I, and even though the school even though SAA was a two year school, I, they were using Macs. 
and I, and I just, I just said, no, that, I just, you know, and plus it was closer, and I wouldn't have to worry about dorms, and even though, you know, they were both about the same distance from mom's house, <laughs> you know, I was like, no, 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 I think this is the way to go, and um, it was a fantastic school, it really was, small classes, we were all really competitive, um, but not not to the point where we were like evil with each other or right. you know, backstab or anything. You know, I, I would help somebody and he'd get a good grade and I go, that was cool. You know, yeah, so, that's great. Yeah, and- it, was, it was it was very supportive. We we had a killer class. I mean, I think everybody in that class graduated within like one tenth of each other. Wow, <laughs> it was tight. <laughs> so did you? How did? Um, what did you do right after college? What did you go? Um, pretty much got right into doing. Uh, my first job out was uh, making signage. For for Best Buy, they used to have <laughs> they used to have something called a, a position called district artist, and the, you, you'd get a corner of a store and you'd work for like ten or twelve stores, and you'd make these foam core paint sign it signs, and they're all original. And so I learned how to use a hot wire cutter and <laughs> how to do these effects and how to you know how to cut um, you know foam core and and all these blocks of foam and cut foam letters out and all that stuff. I had no idea they were ha- having, I just oh, assumed they, they were. Oh, they don't do that anymore. Well, I assumed they were mass produced. I mean, even then. Well, 10 years ago, you know, 10 plus years ago, they, they, they were all handmade. I still got pictures somewhere. And, uh, you know, they'd say, hey, here, you know, here's what it is. And they'd you know, send you a packet of, of info and you'd have to go find the CD to look at it. And then, you'd, you know, like, you know, the hearts of hearts of space. Okay. So I, you know, big blue, big blue poster, you know, big blue board with, you know, silver stars on it. And I've been, a, you know, in a, in a styrofoam orb, uh, <laughs> uh, painted orange with like Saturn, put, had 3D rings and, you know, so I got to work 3D. That, well, that was kind of fun. Yeah. And but, then they, but then they kind of phased the position out sort of, you know, right as I was getting ready to leave. And uh, a position that I had actually interviewed for right out of design school. Nine months later, finally called me and said, "Hey, we want you." <laughs> and so, so, what was that? So, and just just as I was leaving, they were facing the position at anyway. And then, yeah, that was the last day. That last they did of that. So, and so, where did you you moved on to what after that? Um, uh, pretty much right into web design. I mean, I was doing software software design for a company that did presentations for colleges, and um, and they did like these all these CD ROMs. And now it's all online. It's at collegeview.com or something. It's all online now. But then I first started doing the first web design stuff there, and then I got fired because <laughs> they'd hire a whole bunch of people, I found out, and then they'd fire a whole bunch of people. They'd hire a whole bunch of people, and they'd fire a whole bunch of people. Why, would and, they do that just so they didn't have – and no one really got uh, the Well, they had a crunch season, and crunch season was over. They'd, you know, they'd sort of fire a whole bunch of people. Oh, jeez. And, uh, and then when I was off, I said, well, I'm going to learn how to do web design, you know, because what else have I got to do? And so I, I coded my first page, like, you know, from scratch in HTML. I never, never have done it since. And, uh, <laughs> and then got a couple little design gigs. And, you know, so it's, so it's just sort of been from one little firm to another little firm. And then, but I've been freelancing since uh, 2001. I, I, the last place I was at, it was just it was just awful situation. And the guy who was my boss just hated me. He, he, he didn't get to choose me. And I was better than him. <laughs> Yeah, I can see where that would be a little stressful for him. He came the world, and I'd already been, you know, in the digital stuff for a while. And <laughs> um, I think he resented it a little bit. And Perhaps. He would snoop, I found out he was snooping my desk while I was gone. Oh, that's kind of weird. He'd, like, snoop on my computer, snoop on my desk, and, you know, just, and, and it just, he just, just irritated my ever-living last nerve. And so finally I said, I, I, I quit. I'm, I'm gone. Never mind. <laughs> 
<laughs> I had actually even dropped my car off that day at the garage next door, so my husband had to come pick me up. <laughs> and I said, I said, you know, it's going to be a couple hours to get my stuff together. My husband, my car's being worked on next door, so I can't drive. And I said, but when I leave at 5 o'clock, this computer will be ready for the next person to come in. There will be no trace of me on here. And so I sat down, and I took my files off, and I burned their files off, and I killed my user account and made a new user account. And, okay, this one's ready to go. <laughs> well, how nice of you to prepare it for the next person. <laughs> well, I had to do something for a couple of hours. Yeah, that's kind of funny to, like, quit and have to sit there for two hours. Uh -huh. <laughs> Yeah. The drama, yeah. it kind of lessens the drama of saying, that's it, I'm out of here. <laughs> it's, it's, that's it, I'm out of here in a couple hours. I'm going to finish this thing and get the computer ready to go and I'm done. <laughs> well, so it sounds like, so you're, you've been doing freelance ever since? Yeah, you know, and there's been, there's been, you know, time in there that you don't have anything going for the longest time. And then you get, you get a big project or two. And I had a, um, I won an award when I did some, uh, well, actually, this was more like, nine, uh, this was right before I went freelance. Um, worked for Crown Crown Equipment. They make forklifts, but they have an award-winning, international award-winning design uh, design center. And, uh, you know, the, their forklifts are in museums. I'm serious, serious about this. The design of their forklifts are in, like, major museums. Wow. Like the Cooper Hewitt. And, and there's one over in the Design Museum over in London. And, you know, there's, <laughs> there's, their forklifts are in museums because they're so, like, so groundbreaking and beautiful. And uh, I designed a... Um, they hired me to come in and, and design a, a user manual for them. Unfortunately, they were two hours north of where I lived, so I had a two-hour one-way trip. Oh, geez. Every single morning and night. <laughs> and, uh, and I did that for, I don't know, probably nine months. And then we got the manual done, and uh, uh, job was over, so <laughs> uh, I left. And then it won, like, the, uh, um, the IDA, uh, IDSA IDEA Gold Award. Oh and, great! And yeah, which is which is you know, for, in the industrial design world, that's like the Oscars. Wow! And you don't get any better than that. And uh, so, and, and it is it, you know, and they they do ha they have a small print section, but it's not you know they've never had a user manual win before. And so that's sort of you know, that's, that that was that was nice to get because I worked really hard on that. <laughs> it kind of made that commute worth it. Yeah, yeah, I really did. And then I got in in a couple of little, you know, little places in Cincy, and then I started doing freelance. And I went freelance sort of, you know, I said off, sort of off the cuff. And then um, the 9-11 happened, and all the dot bomb, all the dot coms bombed out in Cincy. And there wasn't any place to go. It, <laughs> almost, almost every single place I worked for was gone within a year. Jeez. And most of the other ones that were like, you know, are like our competitors and our, you know, partners in this or that, they were all gone too. There's only like two of them, I think, that are left. Cincinnati just completely bombed out. They had this whole digital, you know, they call it over the Rhine in Cincinnati. It's sort of this uh, inner city neighborhood, the old part of town. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was called the digital Rhine. And these had web place, web place, web place. Um, there was a monster office down there. There was a lot of things that were just busting out down there, and it just poof, all gone. And, wh and now, why exactly is that? Because the economy just kind of well, tanked? Yeah, well, remember when all the dot coms bombed out? Yeah, but it, I didn't remember hearing about Cincinnati though as being a. Yeah, it was very strange. It all sort of developed, and um, I think opinions might have even started down there. And merged into something else, and became the opinions. I don't know, but it, it was a whole bunch of stuff that actually 
sort of sort of started down there, and then either they were all acquired or just quit. I, I don't know. It's just sort of how it's just sort of how it happened. And so, how how because I know you're into you said you're into the medieval beating and um, you know developing your own um, awesome brand of battle cat pin cushions and all these things. And were all along were you cr- like crafty and creating things? Uh, I was doing beadwork all this time. Um, but after a while, it's sort of like your skill sort of tops out, and, and with my subject matter sort of going so far, you can go. And I really didn't, you know, I'm not really a person who, like, wants to have a beaded jacket or anything like that. So um, I still do it. I still have it. I haven't done it in a while. But I'll tell you that those skills have, have really helped me because I have, like, second to none hand skills on stuff. I can, I can sew better than a lot of people. Well, yeah, and I mean, these little pin cushions are um, pretty small canvases to yeah. do things, and you're doing really, I mean, the ones that look like eyeballs. Uh, I have a friend who has a phobia of being poked in the eyes, and I, <laughs> I thought, hmm, this would be a terrible, terrible thing for me to give him one of those pin cushions. <laughs> but every time I look at it, I laugh. Help him get over I kind of laugh, and, and I kind of think of him, and I'm thinking, hmm, perhaps, yeah, perhaps I could help him conquer the phobia if he kind of stabs it every day with a pin, and then kind of just gets <laughs> over it, desensitizes himself. But just the detail that you're getting into something so small is amazing, and I know you have a kind of a secret weapon that you use. Those uh, the craft supplies. Do you care to share with the folks? Oh, at home? all the paddle punches. Yeah, I still have yet to. I have not gotten off my doff and tried to get some of those, but um, I really well, need to. I'll tell you what you do. You go to the you go to the the Sizzix website, and you go to their outlet store. You can get them for a dollar a piece right now. Wow. Because they don't make them anymore. They're discontinued. <laughs> so they just they're just trying to get rid of them. Yeah, they're just trying to get rid of them. And when you order them, if they have the, the mats, definitely order the mat, too, because their mat is better than any other mat you're going to find because it's actually made for that. And don't even bother getting the hammer. <laughs> it's not worth it. I, I, right now I'm using a, uh, one of those rawhide hammers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also have a, a rubber mallet, and I use that, too. So certain, certain shapes like certain hammers. They're basically a steel cookie cutter on a stick, but they're really, really sharp. But I can cut through four to five layers of felt. So I usually stack them. I usually make little little squares and I stack them. And um, and I ha- there's over 50 or 60, I want to say 61 different shapes. But they never made them usually bigger than inch and a half, maybe was the biggest one. Yeah, they all look pretty small. Yeah, They're all pretty small. But for my purposes, they work pretty well. The flowers, you know, sometimes the flowers are even too big. And, and they were doing it for scrapbookers, and the scrapbookers hated them. Well, the felt people just started, I, I found them. And now all the felt people have them, and they're like, why can't people make these? I wish Martha Stewart would come out and make them. Make them again. Because- yeah, I'm kind of surprised, like, because, of course, I came a little late to the party here. So I'm like, oh, man. But I'm glad that they're available for the price they are. Yeah. Because and, and how much were they originally? Uh, $6 or something. Wow. Yeah. And if you order, like, 50 bucks worth or something, you get free shipping. Oh, that's great. So if you order a whole set, you're... Yeah, I ordered like four. I have ordered so many over the years. I have a big, huge box. And I have I, not, you know, well, my working set. I probably have 10 or 12 of some of them. Oh, wow. And do you, they, they just wear... They like just the flowers and the leaves especially. They just wear out. Well, yeah, the, the, the heads will crack. And even if they crack, I save them. I have a box of, of, I have a box of broken ones because the blades are still good. But, you know, the paddle itself broke. Oh. So I save it just in case of an emergency because if you have to, you can put the hammer on top of, you know, the broken thing and then you hit it with another hammer. <laughs> oh, 
Goodness. He put the hammer to hold it, and he hit the other hammer. <laughs> so you, no matter what, do not want to go. If there's an apocalypse or something, you're going to have that box secured so uh, you can uh, <laughs> continue to make the pin cushions. Well, I figure even if I stopped making them, eventually I could sell them because <laughs> people probably still going to want them in five or six years. But uh, Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but, but yeah, nobody else makes these things, and they were brilliant, and I wish they would have made them even in bigger sizes. I kind of want to, like, you know, I was hoping, I was supposed to be on Martha sometime, you know, in the next couple of weeks, and it's not going to happen, that's what it looks like. And, uh, but why isn't it going to happen? I don't know. They kept saying, oh, we're still thinking about, we're still considering you, and we're thinking about Earth Day. Well, Earth Day is Wednesday. But, well, pretty much you can do whatever they ask oh, yeah. for. I mean, yeah. So. Yeah, I, I sent them a big, I sent them a big, uh, a big box of stuff. You know, they made some requests, and they said, "I oh, just throw some other ones in there." The funny thing is, they kept, they some of the ones they sent back, they hadn't even opened, but they kept about half of them. And all the ones that I had specifically designed in Martha Stewart colors, you know, that Martha green and the light teal, and you know, all the all the ones I had specifically designed in Martha colors uh, didn't come back. So, <laughs> well, yeah, I think she has plan. <laughs> she has quite a collection of. I'm sure she has a, quite a collection of crafty things that people send her. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I have, like, a, a, felt, a felt selection, second to none. So, it's like, I, I had the colors. Yeah, because where do you get your felt? Well, actually, I have an in with, with Kunin. So, yeah. Um, if, if they love me. I make, I make stuff for them. They're going to be, actually, some of my stuff's going to be some of their ads here pretty soon. Wow. I make stuff for their trade shows, and they, they basically give me free felt. I, I still will buy felt. I really only ever ask them for the stuff that I can't find. Yeah. Um, and I live in an area, and I'm not joking here, probably with 40 craft stores, probably within 40 minutes of my house. I have a, I have a giant Joann's. I've got more Michaels and, and regular Joann's and Hancock's and Hobby Lobby's than I can shake a stick at. <laughs> and then I have a couple other, you know, smaller ones like Crafts 2000 and stuff over by my mom's house that aren't even counted into that. So you can pretty much find what you need. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and Michael's. Oh, God. More Michael's. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so where's your favorite place if you're actually going to buy felt? For the folks at home that don't have an in with the, the awesome felt company. Um, I, Joanne's has the Kunin, and I think I, I like the Kunin better than the CPE brand because um, I think it's just a little, it's a little denser, it's a little more even. Um... But I'm not, I'm not just saying that. I, I wrote them a fan letter to say, I love your felt. And then they said, we love your stuff. Let's talk, you know. So um, That's <laughs> I'm cool. not saying that because they sponsor me. They sponsor me because I love them. Yeah. <laughs> and for sponsorship, is it mostly just free felt or do you free actually felt, get paid? Yeah. Do you get paid by them? No, I don't get paid. No, they, but, but every once in a while, I get this huge coffin delivered to the house. It's like, like three foot by two foot by two foot box, and it's just filled full of felt. Wow. And the last time they sent me these big, huge sheets, I mean, they're like, I want to say they're bigger than fat quarters or probably half yards. And, and it's these embossed font, these big sheets of embossed felt that they just started making, and you know, they wanted me to make some stuff with, and I actually have to do that. I've just been busy. And, uh, but no, so I, 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 may, I, I make them, you know, pincushions and stuff, and then they put them out at their trade shows, and next there's going to be someone, probably someone an ad here fairly soon. Um, but, you know, and I'm on, like, feature on their website and stuff, you know, so. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. They're, they're, they're very, very cool people. And, um, and it's, it's just, like I I really only ever ask them for the colors I can't find, can't find locally, and, which is a lot of them sometimes. But, uh, um, 
But for them, it's nothing, you know. They, it, it costs them nothing to make these. I mean, it's 20 cents a sheet, and it costs them, like, probably less than a penny, you know. So it's right. nothing for them to, you know, hey, you need that? Sure, here. Well, and it's great publicity, too, for them to have you doing them because all of your work is with their felt. And yeah, but I will say, if you, if, if you can't find it locally, um, some friends of mine, um, I think it's – the link is on my blog, Um off my Schmaltzy Craftsy blog if you want to add it later. Um, Sane, I think it's SaneFCS.com. And um, they're friends of mine who live not too far from here, and I told them that, you know, listen, the only people who are selling, you know, the entire selection of felt is, is Create for Less. And they charge like $8 to start for shipping. Oh, you've got to buy 24 sheets of any color. It's, it's insane. And, you know, and, and they said, hmm. And they wrote me and said, you know, we're going to carry all the colors. And I think it's $6 shipping total for how much ever you buy. And it's a 12, 12 sheet minimum. So you get, you get a half pack, um, which is great. Right. Really, so, so you're not really buying. Nice. And, and they have the entire Kunin selection. So, so, now, so now I go to them if I, if I need anything. Yeah, no, that's great. So Plus you're, for me, they're local. So you know, if I if I need anything, I just I can just drive over there and go, hey guys, I need some of this. And, but yeah, so they they started you know started to do it, and they sort of took a leap of faith because I was like, you know, listen, I get people ask me all the time where I get my felt. Nobody, you know, nobody can afford to get it from uh, from Crate for Less because you know they you know the maximum is so high. Right, and if you're looking to make pin cushions, most people, I mean, obviously you're doing higher volume pin cushions because you sell these. But yeah. if you're looking just to make a couple pin cushions for your mom or one pin cushion for Mother's Day, you know, you're not going to get 12. I mean, because it only takes, I mean, how much? Yeah, it, you just, want one, it takes, one sheet. Yeah, know, it takes yeah. way less than a sheet even to make a pin cushion. So, you know, you need some different colors, but you don't need you know, a whole stack of 24 sheets of green, you know. Yeah. So, well, I'm glad that, I think that's great that you're, um, generous with the information because I think a lot of times people make something, they get really good at making something and then they freak out a little bit because they're afraid yeah, that someone's going to steal the idea. And the thing is, unfortunately that happens a lot. It happens a lot. It happens a whole lot. But I think what you're doing is, you know, telling people, Hey, this is what yeah, I do. Well, there's and, a lot of people on Etsy who are selling, who are my competition now that have like done my tutorial. And the only thing I ask is just don't make the same ones I'm making. What do you do when you see someone who's making like an eyeball, just like you do? Usually it's like the mushroom or the beehive. I'll go, okay, listen, you know, I know you took my tutorial, but it's just not cool. <laughs> yeah, it seems. You know, if you want to keep it up, I'm not going to protest or anything. I'm just going to let you say. I'm just going to say it's not cool, dude. <laughs> the thing is, too, other people catch on. Too, I mean, you can tell. I mean, because you're established, you've been doing this for a long time, and if they kind of connect the dots and realize, oh, I just bought like a totally ripped off idea. <laughs> you know, it's. I know as a shopper, I'm not going to want to buy. Oh, the most insulting one was um, I, I make the one that looks. I make one that looks like a, a like a crown. Mm-hmm. I just saw that one today. Yep. Yeah, and somebody on Etsy copied it, and they didn't do. They did a horrible job. Oh no! I mean, I mean, just horrible. So it wasn't exactly a flattering tribute. Oh, they were charging five dollars for it. I charged twenty-five, but then I got like you know five, six, seven hours of work on those things. Those things are not. You know, there's a lot of time on those. Right. Those are not quick. I mean, there's a lot of extra stuff. There's extra parts and pieces, and a ton of extra, a ton of embroidery, and lots, just lots and lots and lots of handwork. And and so you know, so I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel stupid going. Oh, I charged twenty five dollars for a bottle of pen cushion, but but you know, there's a reason for it. You know, I mean, I really do 
you know, I, I really do charge for the, for, the, for the time that's involved. But, but in a way, though, in a, in a way, you're really not charging that much for the time. Because no, you said there's no, seven no. hours into it. I mean, yeah, I know no, most no. of us try to make more than, you know, because if you're selling. Well, I, I figure I'm getting paid about $5 an hour to watch TV. Okay. So, well, yeah, and in that, in that case, it's not a bad thing. But what I'm saying is yeah. for those who might be thinking, wow, that's, that's outrageous, $25. It's like, well, it's really not. Because if you're putting five hour, or seven hours of work, um, that's, yeah. that's a great deal for somebody at home. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And, and, and so this person made one, and it was just incredibly awful. And I could, I could, but I could tell enough by the stitches that they did that they sat there with my picture and tried to copy all my stitches. Oh, no. But they couldn't figure out how I got the fur roll at the bottom and how, you know, they couldn't figure out some of the stuff that I did. <laughs> and, uh, and it sold. Oh, jeez. It was, uh, I always wanted to buy it so nobody else would buy it because it was awful. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry that that's happening, um, and I, I just think that that's one of the, that's the beauty and curse of, of Etsy and some of these other sites where people put their work out there, um, you know, because anyone else can come along and, well, and, you know. And, and, and Etsy's a sore point with me because you know, I work for the competition, but um, um, they, and a lot, of, a lot of stuff is their fault, really, because they, they, they've, they've enhanced the the mystique of doing handmade so much that, oh, well, yeah, you can just make anything and slap it online and people will buy it. You know, well, no, there has to be some craftsmanship to it. And they don't understand, they don't even understand the difference between art and craft. And in your, uh, in your opinion, what is the difference? Well, you have, you have the fine arts, which is you know, painting and woodworking and, and, you know, stone carving and that, that kind of stuff. You have the traditional fine arts. And then you have craft and then usually craft gets into um i'll put wood and craft you know the the you know the wood stuff and the, you know making furniture and stuff like that that kind of stuff you know which usually ha- what it comes down what it usually comes down to put it this way usually art is like an apprenticeship program where you, you've gone to school you've studied under a master you know that kind of thing and then craft is you've studied under um a craftsman, you know, who's been doing this for years, and you learn, he teaches you the trade. Usually craft is a trade, and art is not you know, quite so much of a trade. You know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it makes any sense. And then, and you have, then you have crafting. Crafting is different than craft. Crafting is handy stuff, stuff to use around the house. It's, it's creative, sometimes for creative sake. But it's not, I wouldn't call it art. It's also, you know, <laughs> but they don't even understand why, you know, a lot of the museums and galleries balk at people who, who are on Etsy. Because the people on Etsy are saying, oh, I am an artist. N- no, you're not. <laughs> and, you know, as someone who, you know, who, who, who you know, I don't even consider design to be an art, to be honest. Um, really? You don't consider it? No. No, no I've, always, I've always balked at the term artist. Always. They, because they call it graphic art. Graphic, you know, graphic uh, I'm a, No, I'm a designer. Well, see, art has internal power. You know what I mean? It, it's meant to last for a lifetime. It's, it's you know, an emotion captured. It's, it's supposed to, you know, it's something that, that lasts forever. Design is... It's the hawk. It's the hawk stuff, <laughs> and, it ha- and, it, and, it, and it's designed to have a limited, a limited impact. You know, you're doing this for this magazine, this ad, this website, and things that have a short-term lifespan. 
you know, and the design that extends, extends past that, you know, some, some of the, you know, the 60 Bauhaus stuff, you know, that, that has, you know, evolved into art, you know, it is, is just, I think, just sort of pop culture. But um, it, in my brain, this all makes total sense. Well, I think I think it is. It gets very heated because you know there are people out there who um, are doing traditional craft things that would be considered a traditional craft, whether it be knitting or crocheting, and they may be applying that in a very artistic way. Where it's oh not, no, I'm not. I'm, yeah. I'm not saying that. But. Well, I think what happens though is when you have someone who's maybe making a pot holder. Um, they knitted up or crocheted a pot holder and like, yeah, you know, this is art, you know, and, and there might be people who say, well, yeah. actually, you're using that to get your hot pla- uh, pans yeah, out of the oven. Really have a purpose. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think, I think um, for a lot of people, you know, and I, I hesitate to kind of say, okay, I am the definitive voice on this because, you know, I can't be. But I think that um, in my mind, craft seems to be more functional, like, you know, you're trying to make something for, to serve yeah, a purpose. Exactly. And um, when it kind of goes into that non-functional, because I use a lot of things, like I make art quilts. Uh, a friend of mine in um, Australia, we do a thing called posted stitches we have a website where we make um send each other packages of supplies and then you have to use the supplies you're sent and we make these little art quilts and we're using traditional methods you know quilting methods um and but we're not making something that's meant to cover you up at night or keep you warm well yeah and, yeah. and, I, and I think a lot of times it, it gets down to subject matter yeah you know yeah and i think everyone the cool part about it is we all get to kind of decide what we want to do it's just a pretty design it's probably more craft if you're trying to evoke something else out of that medium, then you start getting into art, you know, and then it, 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 you can go around and around and around forever on that. Yeah, it's one of those things where you could put a bunch of people in a room and have a discussion about it, and the discussion would really never end. And like, the thing is, you couldn't, I couldn't even have this conversation on Etsy because at some point somebody would be screaming and, and saying, I hope you die in a fire! Oh, goodness. Oh, oh, no, that's... Well, so that, so oh. you, you got started, though, on Etsy, right? Is that the first online shop you had? Yeah, well, the thing is, I, once I started working the pin cushions, um, oh, not, I actually made like a couple hundred of them before I even started selling them and went to my big, you know, went to our big medieval, I guess you'd call it conference. You know, we have a big camp out every year. It's like, you know, 15,000 of us get together and um, camp out for a week. No tourists, just us, 15,000 of us in costume for a week. And um, they have a big sort of midnight madness shopping extravaganza party thing on Wednesday night. And um, everybody sort of dresses up in their best stuff. And I said, hey, what the hell? I'm going to take these with me. And I'm going to start, we're going to give these out as awards, you know, for really good people who made some really fantastic costumes. And um, we gave them all out in one night, like 200 of them. Wow. <laughs> and, then, um, and then I got the book thing. And the, the book people contacted me. And I made those up. And then when I got those back, I, I had a whole bunch I'd made up, you know. And uh, I put them up. On uh, on Flickr, and um, you took pictures of them and stuff. Well, I had taken pictures of them before that, and uh, but as soon as I got them back, I put them sorry, I put them up on Etsy, and like uh, nine sold like the first day. Wow! Because people on Flickr had been watching my stuff for such a long time that they wanted them. As soon as I said, "Hey, am I charging enough for this?" and that was all it took. I, I posted the pincushion group and said, "Hey, you know, how do my prices look?" And then the next thing I know, you know, half my stock is gone. You know, so, <laughs> I sold I sold like four in the first three hours. Wow! Great. And then it just never stopped, and it's been really slow recently. I mean, I've made two sales this week, and I've been shocked. 
How many sales do you normally meet, make in a week? I was making three or four a week there for quite a while. Yeah. And uh, I think I have almost like 300 sales or something. Two, fifty. Okay. So it's just a couple of years ago that you started selling these? Uh, not a, uh, it was over a year ago. And so did, did the Lark book people see your blog? Is that how they, no, or they saw Flickr? Flickr. Okay. If, if you craft, get your stuff on Flickr. Um, put your stuff up in any of the number of numbers and hundreds of thousands of craft groups. Um, because that's where publishers of all the different book companies go. I mean, my mom, hell, my mom takes pictures of, of her town. And she, and she more than once has actually gotten paid for photographs that she's taken. Her pictures, pictures, her pictures that she's taken of the town she lives in are now in a Bob Evans near her house. Oh, wow. Because the people who were contracting the pictures for the chain went to Flickr to find the pictures. You know, and so if you do anything like that, put them on Flickr because the media and the publishers, they go there and, and they're looking for trends. And if you're in that trend and <laughs> they want to find somebody from it, you know, they'll probably contact you. I mean, every single person in that book, um, in the Pretty Little Pictures book, was from Flickr. That's great. That's great advice for people. That's a great yeah, way to get... You know, and, and the thing about Flickr is you have to be careful. Um, you cannot put a link to your shop, to the item for sale, in your, on your picture. You can put it on your... You can put a link to... You put one link, and I make it my blog link because my blog has everything else linked. Um, put one link on your profile. And if they want to find you, they go to your profile and they can look it up from there. Because um, Flickr will yank you if, you if you violate. Oh, so if you're trying to sell stuff, you know. They don't mind you putting your stuff up. But just don't say, no, no, yeah, well, my Etsy store is right. there. <laughs> you do that, you know, you're going to have a nasty surprise one morning. Okay. So has that happened to you or did you uh, just oh, know that? Oh, it happened to a lot of people, but I've been always been really good. But then the other key is... You don't want to um, just throw your stuff up and not participate in the community. You know, join the groups. Put your stuff in, in groups that apply. You know, don't, don't just slap your stuff in every single craft group out there. Don't be, don't be one of those stupid Etsy people who does whatever Etsy says. <laughs> I'm going to throw all my stuff on Flickr. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to Twitter every single thing I sell. People will hate you, but you can do it. Um, you know, but you know, you know, throw in, you know, put a tutorial up, you know, and, and you know, share the tips, you know, show, show, show a little tip on how you do something and, you know, you know, share, share what you know. So it sounds and, like contributing is a big part of, um, yeah, contributing is a big part of Flickr. You, you know, you want to, and just don't put your, just don't put your, your, your work up, you know, put some cool pictures you've taken up, you know, start t- shooting pictures of other stuff. And it, it's just really amazing. You know, I mean, I, I love Flickr. If I have to choose one site for the rest of my life, it'd probably be Flickr. Yeah, I think Flickr is intoxicating because yeah. there's so much to look at, and it's really pretty there's impressive. so much talent out there. Even, I mean, even if you just go for just photographers and you don't even look at the crafters, there's just so many pictures that are just so fantastic. You know, and if, if there's breaking news, I go to Flickr. <laughs> to look and see, yeah. Like when, like when London was getting the bombings and they were marching out of the tunnel, you know, marching out of the uh, the tube tunnel, mm-hmm. you know, off the trains. I went to Flickr and within minutes, I was seeing pictures from cell phones uploading onto Flickr before the news media even had photos. Wow. 
you know, it was just it was just amazing. So, um, you know, if, if you're in crafting, get onto Flickr because there's you know, I I personally cannot cannot love that 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 everything that's happened to me has happened because of Flickr. Well, and what is it that ha- went wrong with with um, with Etsy? Because it's I'm sensing that you have a little bit of an issue with Etsy. If you do, they mute you or shut you down. You can't say, hey, why the hell did you do that? That was stupid. You know? <laughs> the, the, the problem is the place is run by 20-year-olds who really have never done anything. I really doubt some of them have even really graduated college. Um, it, it's just very scary, the lack of what they know. But at the same time, one of the things that's impressive at the same time is what they've been able to create. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's no disputing. You can fail upwards. I don't understand how that happens. And I think it's because there's a lot of people, there's, there's a, I hate to say a lot of women out there who really just don't know better. And they've been sold this, this line of goods that this is the be-all, end-all way to do it. And be, just be happy with what we're giving you. You know, and the problem is, it's, you know, there's so much, there's a lot of um, programmers out there now using the SC API that, are really putting Etsy to shame, I think. Now, when you say Etsy, for, for those of us who aren't as um, techie as you, Etsy API, is that what you said? Etsy API. API. What exactly does that mean? Basically, it's sort of a backdoor to the database. Okay. And so um, you can program something with the API that it gives you new tools that Etsy doesn't provide. Etsy has all the same information. Some of these guys are making these fantastic tools that people have been crying for for three years. And they've done it in 15 minutes. And Etsy can't seem to get off their butt to give them to the people, who give them to their customers. They don't think of their sellers as being their customers. That's the biggest sin, I think, that, that, that they commit, is they think of the buyers as their customers. The buyers are not their customers. The buyers are the seller's customers. The sellers are Etsy's customers. And Etsy can't realize that. And now they're doing this big merchandising plan um, where they're going to start having these holidays that Etsy likes. Kentucky Derby, you know, ones that nobody outside Kentucky does anything about. So it's it's just something that you're kind of, it sounds like you're not real happy with the direction oh, no, it's gone. It's, no, if you want to see what's going on with Etsy, uh, there's a blog here called uh, uh, Etsy Bitch. Oh, goodness. I didn't realize I didn't realize there was a whole sub-segment oh, of the population that would... There is a whole side of this stuff. And once you start reading it, oh my God. But I noticed that you're still, you're still on Etsy though, right? You're still on Etsy? begrudgingly, and, and only because, you know, like the, I'm, um, I'm working for Artfire now, and we're giving everybody all the tools that Etsy won't give them. But like, can... like what exactly? Like, what are you guys doing? Oh, um, geez, it means everything. Uh, ship, we're going to be doing shipping calculators soon. We have a sales mode. Uh, you can turn your stuff on and off. Um, you know, we only have vacation mode. We have sales mode, so you can put everything on sale. You can time the sale. Um, we have... Uh, we had, we had stats before Etsy even gave us food. It wasn't until we had stats that Etsy gave us seller stats. So, um, and this is for Artfire, and they started up. When did they get started? Um, in August. Okay, and they're, they're, the difference with them is, are they free? Is it a free site? You actually can sell 10 items for free. Okay. With no, with no fees, no nothing. 10 items at a time, or is it 10 items total? Okay, so if you only list nine items at a time, you can go along happily oh, with yeah. no no fees at all. But aren't there, there's upgrades, though, if you do pay, right? Yeah, yeah. And the, the upgrade is currently $12 a month, 
but you can list as much as you want, and there's still no features. And you get tons more features. And, um, I mean, there's so many I can't, I can't even recall them. It's, it's just it's insane. So did you contact them, or did they see you? And well, I, I contacted them and said, hey, you know, I, I love the fact that there's actually some competition now, and you guys look really serious. But, you know, you need to, you know, as a designer, you guys need to get your old design was really awful. And the, the, I, I really don't like the one, <laughs> one we have now, but um, I had about a day and a half to come up with it. So, <laughs> And I said, you know, but you guys need, 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 need a new design. And, um, you know, to, to, to really get through to people that you guys are serious. And we started talking, and I'm like, well, you know, uh, I'm a designer. <laughs> and they needed somebody. They were getting ready to look for somebody, and I was available, and that's sort of was sort of how it happened, and, you know, so that was back in August. So is this a paying gig for you? Are you on oh, the... Oh, yeah. 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 And so you're, um, have you been selling a lot on that site? I know that they weren't getting, they aren't getting this kind of traffic that Etsy um, gets. Their traffic, it goes up about 100% every month. Wow. Um, they are really getting there. They they have better search results for by handmade than Etsy does. If you search by handmade, you will find, you'll find Artfire before you find Etsy. Wow. Um. At least, at least the last time I looked. Now, are you finding that a lot of people are on both? Like you're, you're in both places. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people on Etsy are diehard Etsy people, and they, you know, oh, Etsy's the place for me. I have everything I ever want here. Etsy's fine if you want nothing. I mean, if you want nothing else, Etsy's fine. If you want, really want to, you want to have tools. If you're really selling well, and you find Etsy gets to be very, very, very cumbersome. You know, you got it's, it's steps. It's you know, steps upon steps upon steps to get back to where you were. And, you know, they they didn't shortcut anything. They didn't plan ahead for this shopping. Oh, don't even get into the bad, badly designed shopping cart. Oh my God. And uh, if you want, if if you if you're happy with what you're given, Etsy's fine. But you know, they're not going to listen. They don't listen to anything you say. Well, it seems like it's going to be hard for. I know there's, um, aside from Artfire, I think there's a couple others that have yeah, sprung Thousand up. Yeah, Markets is, is a new one that's really getting attention. Um, they're more of a juried site. Etsy, Etsy is in React, and, and, and what they show on the front page is, is all juried. They pick everything that goes on the front page. Artfire currently, all, all the newest, uh, um, all the newest listings, and it's more, it's more democratic. So it's whoever listed most yeah, recently everybody, is. Everybody gets yeah. Um, but uh, but Etsy, you know, there's a thing out there called Etsy Bingo. Because <laughs> Etsy has, you know, 200 or so sellers that they really like, and there's certain things that they really like, you know, poppies, white and tan and cream and mustard and gray, um, bicycles. Uh, you know, you can just go on and on and on. Little stamped silver necklace, disc necklaces. Uh, mustaches for some reason, cowls for an ungodly reason. I have no idea why. You know, and it's just, you, you know, you could take about you know, 20 different kinds of items and themes, and there's about, you know, 100 different sellers or so that, you know, and, and so people have been making these treasuries with, you know, with this, this bingo card that's been going around. And, uh, and, 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 and usually the, if, if, you, if you play the game, you can get your treasury on Etsy, uh, put on the front page, if you pick the stuff that Etsy likes. <laughs> now they're trying to merchandise what they like. So they're, they're, they they this merchandising plan. Basically, like, if you make the stuff that we like, you might get featured. 
Well, it seems like, too, one of the things that while it has created this global marketplace and they were the first to do it. And, you know, of course, it opens the door to every, you know other places coming along to to, you know, make improvements and, and make it, you know, create competition um, for this market. But one of the things that, um, you know, I guess if like, you know, I've signed up for Etsy to, to be uh, to be able to buy things. And and as a reporter, I use it a lot to find people in my area who are selling things. It's wonderful for me. Um, covering local makers. Um, but I don't sell my, I don't sell my stuff there. So I, I don't have a vested, you know, interest. I'm not making a living from it or, you know, doing all my Christmas shopping on it exclusively. I like to buy a lot from live people, like when I can go to a thing and meet the artist. Um, but it seems to me that it's something that people, so are people kind of coming into a love hate situation with, with the site? Well, yeah. And usually you start loving it. And then, then once you start looking, scratching below the surface a little bit, you start noticing that, and that kind of smells a little bit, you know. <laughs> what what just happened there, you know? And then you know, some people can't say boo without you know Etsy jumping down their throat. And then yet there's a, a seller on there that says the most unconscionable things to people. I mean, it, but she's always in defense of Etsy, you know, even though she's just a buyer. You know, she will come down your throat with the most foul things you ever heard. They let her just operate just fine. You know, I hell, I I got muted for suggesting that Etsy got drunk on Fridays and had 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 a had mute party where they would just shut people off. You know, but <laughs> that was why they shut me off. Oh jeez. Well, yeah. I think I think it it could be like anything else where you know if you're outspoken about something and it might not be the popular view. I mean, because if you're talking to a bunch of people who like Etsy, saying they, I, they think they're gods. They, they you know, in, in, in a, they think they're the craft gods. And uh, you know, they make and break people. You know, they, they, they have this humongous, humongous ego. And it just doesn't, you know. And, 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 and unfortunately, uh, a lot of people there buy into it, you know. And, and fortunately, they also get all the press. And, uh, well, I think, that, I think that will change as more people enter the market, as more, thing, more um, companies come forward. Because for a while there, I mean, Etsy was the only option if you were going to do a global marketplace. Um, it was the only option, and obviously, you know, even you still think it's viable. Otherwise, you wouldn't you wouldn't be there. You know, well, I, I'm, I'm there because the, 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 the art fire thing is like you, you should have something in as many places as you can. You know, we are we are one of many, but you know, you, you know, you should have a shop every place you want to have one at. You know, so I keep mine open for that reason, but. But I'm not really even selling much there anymore. <laughs> the market, the market is just so down. Right now. now, what does that mean for just crafters in general, as far as the market goes? You've noticed a decrease. There are a lot of people saying, you know, things are are still steady. But I mean, do you think, as far as crafting goes, if, as the economy I, still? I think, I think it depends on what you what you're doing. I think if you're doing like bath and body stuff, I think you're probably still doing pretty well because people still got to get clean. True. True. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, little stuff like, you know, pin, you know, I guess I'll just go to Joanne's to get a pincushion instead. Right, right. And buy a tomato, I guess, and, and I'll try to save up for that one, you know. So um, it, it just seems like it's just been really, really slow, you know, probably the last, I don't know, three, four months. Well, I think you've given some good advice for people who want to get their work out there. You know, you, you, Flickr, you know, is a good thing. Oh, um, yeah. What else What else can people do? Um, obviously, opening shops online. It sounds like you advocate having multiple yeah, entry a, points. Um, I have a thousand markets. Like I said, that one's more of a, you sort of have to submit to be in that one. You, you have to have good pictures, you, you know, and 
you have to know what the macro function on your camera is and, <laughs> and how to use it. And um, and it's an attractive site. I think they've got some, some space to grow yet, though. They're, some parts are still kind of buggy and stuff like that. But but, but they, they have a nice one. Um, iCraft is nice, um, but I think they charge... Uh, Dewanda is, is interesting because it's the European one, but um, you, to really get any exposure, you have to post in three languages. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I would struggle with that. Yeah, yeah. I just and feel you like, can try hola. Posting, you can try posting English in all three of them, but they really frown on that. So, you know, and they really also frown on you um, sending your stuff in uh, through a translator. So, uh, you know, whatever. And I've actually had some sales, try to get some, I actually had some sales through Dewanda. But they, none of them ever ever went through because everybody over there wants to trans, wants to wire transfer money, uh, and I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but 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 those are the big players. I you know I, I, I craft, and then uh, there's a few other ones that sort of let you make your own site. Um, you know, so it, it there's a lot out there. But but whatever you do, I mean, I, I think I think Flickr's really the biggest one that I think I'd have to recommend because it just gets you seen by more people. Um, and it gets you seen by people who are looking for you. And, and as far as the tutorials go, I mean, you said you feel like it's really important to contribute. And um, while some people are reluctant because they're afraid people will steal their ideas, which does happen, it even happened to you, do you have any regrets about uh, showing people how to cover those bottle caps? And um, Would you do it again? No, because if I hadn't, I, w- I wouldn't have gotten the book deal, I don't think. Oh, because it was probably you. Your tor- did you have a tutorial up? Oh yeah, that that tutorial's been viewed like no fifteen thousand times. Okay, so the tutorial is actually what led to the the book. Yeah, thing. the tutorial and my other stuff. But they like the fact that they can look at my tutorial and go, oh, that's very doable. Mm-hmm. You know, that isn't complicated. Um, Do you have more? Um, are you going to be doing another book? Any kind of felt stuff in your future? I know there's a lot of felt in your future, but any... nobody's asked. But... Is it something that you want to do? I actually want to start getting off pincushions and try some other stuff, but I just haven't had time. Now that I'm, you know, I, you know, I, I've usually been crushed with orders. I haven't really had time to make anything else. And then, but right now I'm sort of slow. But then right now I'm also busy working on art fire. You know, working on redesigning the entire site. Well, maybe carve out some crafting time because every woman needs that. Um. Yeah, I'm actually <laughs> trying to get my, my studio rearranged here soon. Yeah, because yeah, would I, I'd be real curious to see what you do next with. Um, do you think you'll still keep working with felt? Oh, well, I hope so, because I've got a huge cabinet, and they're filled full of it. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. Yeah, I'm making stuffed felt banners um, for my daughter's <laughs> birthday, and I have to say that I, I'm, like, addicted to felt now. Like, I, I've always loved felt. It's fabulous, isn't it? Yeah, I love that it's just not real fussy. It's like, you know, you just cut it, you just sew it, and there's no, you, know, you don't have to, like, worry about the ends fraying. If or... you want to try something fun, take the edges, and you know how you do a pie crust, you know, you kind of, like, twist the pie crust? Yeah. Take the felt and do really hard twists, and you can get a ruffled edge on it. It's really oh, cool. Oh, interesting. So you just take it. So how do you how do you do that though? You well, take, you sort of hold it in one hand, and then you take the edge and you pinch it on each side, and just do like a three sixty turn and let go of it, and do a three sixty turn. Oh, and so you just go all the way around your felt and get. Yeah. Oh, interesting. It works really good with circles. So you've done a lot of um, experimenting. I've done a lot of playing. I get bored. I'll sit, grab something and I'll start playing with it. It's like, oh, I really ruined that, didn't I? Oh, okay. So is there I'll any another one. any reason why you don't work with wool felt? Uh, because yeah, actually, <laughs> because uh, so much of my stuff has so many layers on it, and wool felt is pretty dense. And if you actually put two layers of wool on top of each other, I have a real hard time getting, even getting a pin to go through it. Yeah, that's true. 
you can't just easily just, you know, just without thinking about it, put a pin in there. You have to sort of go, oh, where's the thin part of this? Right. You know, but also it, wool felt's just really expensive and it's hard to find. You talk about hard to find the colors. Oh, the colors are like, I know locally the wool felt. In fact, I was going to make these banners. I was going to try to make them out of wool felt. And then I'm like, this is insane. There's no way I'm going to make Yeah. And, you know, and then if you're doing small stuff, the, you know, the craft felt is fine. It's actually washable. And I, I find it just a breeze to work with. I mean, it's, I think it's easier to store. You don't have to roll it up or anything like that. And I just store it flat in stacks. Um, I have so much. If you, can, if you go to my Flickr, I have a set in my pincushion collection. And it says Jen's Felt. And in there you'll see pictures of my cabinet. <laughs> and it's, you know, three rows across and a half stacks in the front. And it's a 72-inch by 30-inch cabinet. Wow. So you're you're stocked well for now. Oh, yeah. I got like 50-something colors. That's awesome. Because I don't know about you, but I'm like a felt addict now. Well, I know you are. You clearly are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm getting there. But my kids are um, three and four. Um, I actually have a five-year-old this week. Her birthday's Thursday. But um, it's perfect for little kids, too, because they can glue it. They can stitch it. They can, you know, and they can't hurt anything, you know. Yeah, and, and that, that's the thing about the, the pincushion. Everybody thinks that, we go, oh, I need to have you show me how to, so I can have my 10-year-old do that. And I'm like, no, this is this is not the project for a kid. No, no, no. Oh, I was not implying at all the pincushions. Oh, no. For kids. No, I'm talking about felt in general. It's a wonderful yeah. fabric for kids to work with. And and I think the problem is it kind of has a stigma. Like, I think people think, oh, this is for kids. And they're missing out completely because yeah. it yeah, is the, the most cr- wonderful thing ever to be able to work with felt. I, I think it's great. Yeah. And, you know, you make iPod, you know, I, I, I've made little cases for all kinds of stuff just, just because it's just super easy. I mean, felt in a blanket stitch. I mean, Jesus, there's nothing simpler in the world. Right. If you can learn the blanket stitch, you can do anything. And I think it's perfect too for, I mean, like iPods and all that, you don't want it to get scratched. It's perfect yeah. for that. Yeah, do you a know. couple layers of that. You've got a fantastic case. And you can whip something like that up really quick for a gift for yeah, somebody. Yeah, one thing I was wanting to get into was like iPod cases with like flowers all over them and, and, and all that stuff. And, and I just, just really haven't sat down. To oh, yeah, you should totally do that because I could see that would be something that people would really clamor for. Yeah, and, and I just really haven't sat down to do it and, and start making the patterns. And then I have to find out, I have to borrow my mom's iPod and measure hers out, you know. <laughs> Because <laughs> she has the new Nano, and so I have to, you know, measure that one and figure out the dimensions on everything. And oh, well, you can, when you, if you carve out some time, I think you'd probably find that you would enjoy working on, and it'd be a little bigger canvas for you too. Yeah, I, I have done some needle books and stuff like that too, but I, I really do like just little bottle caps. The, the little winter ivy ones are absolutely my absolute favorites. <laughs> Well, I think that I love the little little flowers you put on there, and it's just they're just so fun because it really is a piece of art that's functional. Because I, I really look at them as a piece of art. I know that you're reluctant to embrace that title for yourself, but I really think they are beautiful, and it's so wonderful when you can use something in your daily life that's beautiful and it's not just functional, like your red yeah, tomato very, from the craft store. You know, I have a very traditional bent when it comes to the pin cushions, which is strange for me because I'm not really a traditional girl. So, I mean, a lot of mine are sort of very sort of, you know, I think if you took it back in time to Victorian times, they probably wouldn't even bulk at it too much. Right, right. Other than, oh, look at the colors. Oh, my, you know. Right, right. 
Yeah, I mean they're not crazy wild or anything. Um, no, but I think, other. but I think they are definitely better than the red tomato. I mean, hands oh, down, yeah. you know, and um, really. I have my own spin on the red tomato. So. Yeah, you, you definitely do. Well, what can people expect next? I'm going to let you go because I know it's getting late. But um, anything else you want the folks at home to know about you or where to look for you next? I'm just working on Art Fire. <laughs> yeah, and that's taken up so much of my time. I really though I haven't really had a chance to think about much. Um, might possibly be on Martha. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll cross our fingers and hope that you get to do that because I think that'll be really fun. And you'll yeah. be having to uh, make a lot of pincushions after that. So uh, you might want to keep making pincushions now. Yeah, I know. The problem is I don't even have any stock anymore because everything I do is custom made. So I'm not even sure if that would even really help because I'll, I'll, make, I'll make anything you want in any color you want. You know, so... <laughs> Okay, so now you probably have plenty to think about now that Jen has filled you in on some ways to use Flickr to market your online business and the things you're making. Uh, And also give you some things to think about about, you know, I think her suggestion of not just having, if you're going to sell online, having multiple shops is probably not a bad idea. Again, I'd like to invite you to to continue this dialogue on craftsanity.com. So if you have a comment about anything we discussed during this episode, feel free to leave it on the blog. And I'll have links to everything she does on the web, and there's a whole lot. I'm going to also link to her pincushion tutorial. Uh, Just beware that if you have some pressing business to attend to, don't look at the tutorial until after the work is done, because it's really fun. So I know for me, I really enjoy making those. Thanks to Jen for being on the show. I really appreciate your time and your, your comments. Okay, I'd like to thank the sponsors for this episode once again. This episode is sponsored by Aloha Oka Aina, a handmade boutique for women in children's clothing that celebrates an endless summer style on a family-friendly price. If you mention Craft Sanity at the checkout, you'll get a free insulated coffee or tea cozy. So visit the shop at alohaokaaina.etsy.com. We'll give you a link right at Craft Sanity under the write-up for episode 98. And I also want to thank Lori at woolpets.com for supporting this episode. At woolpets.com, you can find a variety of needle felted kits and supplies. And uh, Lori was a guest on podcast episode 95, so you can listen to that in our podcast archive if you want to hear Lori's story. And you can also read her blog at woolpets.typepad.com. Thanks to both of our sponsors. Really appreciate it. If you'd like to sponsor an upcoming episode of Craft Sanity, just click on the sponsors link over at craftsanity.com and you'll find the information there. Just a little program note the CAFE facet lecture that I had recorded. I thought everything was good to go because the introductions, uh, when I played it back, the initial part, the introductions were really clear, sounded good. Well, the only problem is when we got to the part where Kaif was talking, which was basically the main event, um, <laughs> the quality of the audio is not good at all. Uh, my apologies. I really had every intention of bringing that episode to you and real disappointed that that didn't work out, but Uh, I'll try to see if I can get a regular Craft Sandy interview recorded with him. And uh, I think we're going to have a little after show. Stick around after the music plays and we'll bring you an after show with some nonsense. So anyway, uh, in the meantime, Craft Sandy, my friends, it works for me. Okay, so Jeff, I think this is the part where you, uh, we're going to reflect. Celebrate my victory. Oh, for Pete's sakes. I 
73% of you voted, yes, I should be on the show. Yeah, but only Un- 23 people voted. Yeah, this is, this is the same kind of apath- voter apathy that got George Bush elected twice, though. Okay, so- now you just alienated. If I have any Republican listeners, they're gone. And we already told the people that had the change of life last week. They're gone. So, geez. So far, you're helping me lose people. We've calculated that we can lose all the Republican listeners. We'll still be okay. You're insane. I can't afford to lose anybody at this point. I'm quitting my job July 1st. I need every listener that I have, and I need them to go out and recruit listeners, I mean, because this is pretty serious. But anyway, you did, you did get 73%. I'll just be backseat driving the entire time. That's all I'm going to do. Backseat driving? That's completely annoying. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, boy. Well, um... If I'm going to be doing this on a more regular schedule and hopefully increase the quality, I think it will be good to have, you know, another person helping to kind of organize things. So I don't think that'll be a bad thing. Let's talk about what happened this week at our house. Yeah, we had a bad week at our house. We uh, lost our dog, Juna, who we, we got her from a breeder. She's a purebred Alaskan Malamute, and we got her... 10 years ago, and she was diagnosed with terminal cancer back in March. We've kind of been taking care of her and letting her eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and pretty much anything she wanted, but she took a turn for the worse on Friday, and we had to make the difficult decision. That was horrible. I had never had to put a pet down before because I lived on a busy street and all my pets unfortunately were killed in the street, so this is the first time I've personally had to put a pet down. Oh my goodness. And it's a lot. It's a different it's situation. Difficult. It's very difficult. Well, I think this the thing that's difficult about this is you're actually making a choice about when it ends, and when there's an accident, there's no choice. I mean, you would choose for the accident not to happen, but it's, uh, for me, it was like a flashback to my childhood, because we have a blue CRV, and we're loading our dog, who was in a crate, because she was having trouble walking. And as we're loading her into the back of the car, I was just kind of like, I had this flashback to my childhood, because I had an Alaskan mommy as a kid, and when she um, got to the end of her life, the Humane Society truck came and picked her up, and at that point, that's how the county, over in Macomb, that's how, uh, which is over in the Detroit area, that's how they handled those things, and so this truck, blue truck picked her up, and then, you know, I think I was in fifth grade, and so... Roughly 20 years later, I'm loading up another Alaskan Malmute into the back of a blue vehicle and uh, bidding her one last farewell, and that was um, totally awful, but um, it was I thought it was kind of fitting, though, that the, the not-so-nice neighbors that uh, didn't like Juna, it was kind of fitting that on the day that she checked out, the moving van came, a moving truck came to load them up and move them out of the neighborhood. So in the end... Juna... And, they, and they were put to sleep. <laughs> no, they were not put to sleep. No, that's not very nice. Um, but, but Juna... You brought it up. I know, but they were not put to sleep. I don't want... We do not wish any ill will. I hope they're heading to a bigger house and a better neighborhood and loads of cash come out up of their faucets. No, come on. Come on. That is totally evil. Um, we are really not mean people, really. Um, but no, it was kind of... I thought it was fitting that in the way, and Juna, Juna kind of won, I think, because she didn't give them a day without her company. She was here every day they were, and I thought, well, they're leaving, so I can check out now. Um, yeah, so it's been, uh, we've kind of had that going on in the background, and uh, 
it's different now. You know, we have her bowls have been put away, and you know the baby gates that we had blocking the sliding door on the outside, so she didn't scratch it all up. Um, those are gone, but it's still like I still think uh, you hear a bark, and you're like, "Oh, is that Juna?" No, it's not. And you, I've kind of you pause at times during the day when you're like, um, you're supposed to feed her, you know, or give her water, and she's not here. So that's going to take some getting used to, for sure. Okay, I want to jump in. I want to talk about your guest. You were talking about my guest. We go from, like, our dead dog to my it's guest. It's the after show. There, no there no offense. No, no offense, Jen. There are no rules in the after show. Okay, all right. Well, I'd rather These talk people about... people are listening. I would rather talk about our guests than our they dog. They could have turned it off a long time ago. I'm getting close to tears here. Very interesting guest. You usually, actually thought it was the best show ever. Yeah, because usually your shows are all about very in- inspirational. And she was stirring it up a little bit. She was saying some things. And, I, you know, whether you agree with her or not, and I absolutely know nothing about Etsy to know enough, I, I thought it's very interesting, just provo- thought-provoking. Even if you agree or disagree, just to think about it, I, I found it very interesting. And, of course, she also likes Battlestar Galactica. And, and, yes, yeah, she won. Automatic she win right there. basically is a, a fast and, friend of yours now. Yeah, um, I'm going to check out her podcast on uh, sci-fi Yeah, stuff. I meant to do that already. but She's friends with uh, one of my favorite blogs, a uh, person who works uh, one of my favorite blogs, the unofficial Apple weblog. Very cool. Well, I think, yeah, she's like friends with everybody. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, she's connected to people that really impress you. But I thought it was very interesting and uh, well, and. and well, what Whatever. I think, I mean, anytime you have, I mean, Etsy, Etsy came out and they pretty much rocked the global marketplace for crafters because there was nothing like that. And I think whether you like what they do or you, or you hate what they do, you can, the thing you can't take away from them is that they were the first and for a good long time, I mean, and they're still visually probably, um, it's impressive what they have, what they can offer someone from their own home. However, I think it is wonderful, though, that in a free marketplace... There are other, there's some competition now, there's other sites, there's other options. I didn't know about these other sites, and I think it's good, you know, if you're starting to shop, maybe you want to take a look at the other ones too, maybe they match what you want to do. And uh, I think her comments about Flickr were good, I mean, because she gave some great examples of of Flickr um, leading to a book uh, um, opportunity for her, and um, other people that have had things published as a result of being on Flickr, so um, that's really interesting. And, uh, yeah, so I think it, it was definitely, it was unlike a lot of the shows we've done, but, but still worthwhile. Okay, now, I wanted to talk about one of your sponsors. Um, you were having trouble with the Hawaiian Okay, yeah, I know. I have trouble speaking English, you know, it's, yeah. so, yeah. You, you, you are asking a lot. We, I think now we're going to have to double rates if, if it's a hard <laughs> yes. pronunciation. Even that goes for English, too, not just other, yeah. I, but I had a nice conversation with uh, your sponsor from Hawaii, and I... Is her name Star? Yeah. Star, yes. Star. Very and nice person. I, I wanted to spell out her web address one more time because you were having trouble. I... <laughs> A-L-O-H-A-O-K-A-A-I-N-A dot Etsy dot com and link convenient at craftsanity.com. Check it out. Does she have a lot of fashions, it looked like? Yeah, she has everything from fabric to clothes. There's home decor. You know, everything. She's art and wedding gifts. Cute stuff for kids. Yeah, I think there's some there's some really cute stuff here, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna try to work on my pronunciations. <laughs> so, and I really appreciated that she concluded a phonetics 
pronunciation. I probably still was a bit off. Next time, but I would have been think, way out of line. I would have been way in left field if she would not have included that. I think next time we're just going to have you say, and I like to thank my sponsor, and then we'll just have a blank. And your and then, voice can come in. No, her, the person's voice that can actually pronounce it correctly. Yeah. So I think we're. I don't know if there's anything else to share. I ate five donuts this weekend. Um, I just thought I would let the people know that. I was too exhausted to run, and that's usually what I do when I'm very sad or very have a lot of stress. And obviously, Juna's death stressed me out. Five donut weekend. Well, it was one of those things where I was so exhausted and I couldn't run, mm-hmm. and so I ate donuts. And it's yeah. I don't don't do that. Do not do that. Take a nap and then go run. That's what that's what I should have done. Quickly, Twitter.com/slash Craft Sanity. You are actually twittering a few things that aren't not just headlines from your page. <laughs> I'm gonna try to get better about that. I come across a lot of cool stuff I see online that I need to get better at twittering. Also, if you are listening on the website. Fantastic, but you can also listen, you can subscribe in iTunes, you can subscribe to a lot of great other podcasts too, NPR, The Craft Podcast. That's the way to go, I suggest it. There's a link on craftsanity.com to subscribe. You just got to download iTunes, which is free. Check that out, and if you can leave us a review in iTunes, we'll give you a link for that too. Anything else, Jennifer? I'm going to try to get through the day without eating more than another donut. Yeah. Those damn Krispy Kremes. They're good. Maybe they'll sponsor the next show. Now that would be cool. But I hope they don't like try to offer me free Krispy Kremes or something. Because I would say yes to that, and then I would be... I'd put on all the weight that I lost. Then you can get a sponsorship from, like, Weight Watchers. <laughs> I don't want to go through that again. I really don't. That's why I'm I just have trying to, to find sponsors. That's why I have to run. Sponsors at CraftSanity.com. I'm trying to put together a giveaway related to this podcast, and since it's the weekend, I'm, I to get all my confirmations back on that. I need to uh, wait to check my email on Monday. So um, check the site later in the week for details on that. And I'm also going to be announcing the Journal Bliss winner. As usual, if you guys have any comments or suggestions, uh, feel free to send them my way, Jennifer at CraftSanity.com. So with that, I'm going to let you guys get back to your weekend, and I think Jeff will celebrate my 73% approval rating (laughs) with a donut. With a donut. Well, that's good. That'll be one less donut that I eat. (laughs) So, All right, we'll catch you guys later.